0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Cotton Yarns, the podcast for Australian cotton growers where we'll pick the brains of the best and brightest of our industry to help you get the most out of your crop. Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cotton Yarns. Today uh, will probably be our last, I guess, agronomic in-season podcast. Um, We're coming towards the end of the season, which is really good, I think everyone gets A little bit happier as we get towards the end of the season and start seeing that cotton open up. But today we're going to be talking to CSD Extension and Marketing Manager, Peter White. Now, Peter's going to have a little bit of a chat to us about defoliation. Some of the considerations we need to take into account leading up to defoliation as well as during defoliation and even looking past defoliation so looking at weather and all that sort of things similar to your final irrigation your defoliation can have an impact on micronaire even yield in some cases so it's really important to get that defoliation right but you'll hear peter talk about that in this episode so let's get stuck in rightio so g'day peter and welcome to the cotton yarns podcast mate finally (coughs) wrangled you down and got you on for an episode today mate Thanks, Gus. Gus from uh, Gundawindi, for those who don't know. Yeah, no, I've been a bomb for that. People who don't know me, I am based in Gundawindi. I'm the CSD Extension and Development Agronomist, so now you know. Um, Today, mate, we're going to have a chat about defoliation. Defoliation's going to sneak up on us pretty quick. The rest of the season has flown by, and in the past there's been... I guess there can be a lot of issues that happen at defoliation. It's not just, you know, the end of the crop and the be all and end all. So there are, there is some care that has to be taken around defoliation, but to kick off, mate, do you just want to walk us through the process of
1: defoliation? Yeah, look, yeah, thanks, Gus. Look, it's it's a fun time of year defoliation because all your hard work's finally coming to fruition and you get to see what you've actually grown. The defoliation process starts right, basically when you start planting the crop. You know, Like, like everything we talk about all year, an even crop uh, is easy to grow. It uh, helps with defoliation because the crop comes in a lot more even. Yep. There's a lot of factors to take into account. We need to have a chat about, I guess, is nitrogen is a big one, uh, water, how much moisture we've got left in the profile when we defoliate. Obviously a crop that's ready to defoliate when it thinks it's had enough is far easier than one that's still full of water and nitrogen.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I guess what you're saying there is the lead-up to defoliation is probably just as important, if not more important, than the actual process of defoliating if the cotton itself. If you can get the
1: lead-up right, if you can virtually have your soil moisture at refill point or just above, and if you can have your nitrogen levels depleted, uh, it, it makes life a lot easier. And a lot of that's timing certainly your water, uh, from the second last irrigation through the last one to get that timing right because the last thing you want to do and I know there's a lot of growers out there that hate this terminology is to have to give it a flush yep. two or three weeks out because there is no such thing as a flush in most of these crops and that can often leave you with too much moisture in the end. The other big area of course is nitrogen and I know nitrogen's a very hot topic no matter what we're thinking about uh, nowadays but you know, It's vitally important you know how much nitrogen you started with. Yep. Can't recommend highly enough that people do a pre-planting nitrogen test to see what they're starting with because they know pretty well what they put on during the crop but if they don't know what they started with, they don't know what they've got and they won't know what they've got left as they get towards the defoliation period when we want to run it right out. Um, the other advantage of running your nitrogen out and your water out you got less chance of uh, regrowth options because it is depleted.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you bang on there, and I guess it can be a fine line with getting that that last irrigation right and that that nutrition, like you said, nitrogen. Because these, I guess, the newer varieties that we have now, the Bolgard three package that we have now, have a really good potential of putting yield on at the top of the crop. So it's. You know, there's a big thing there with drawing the line between, you know, what you're realistically going to be able to keep on the top of that crop and um, what you're going to, you know, you could put water and nitrogen into that crop and it could be wasted.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, you've got a lot to do with time of year and those types of things, but yep. you're right. That's the cream for a lot of growers. That's, that stuff on top is where they can actually make a few bucks at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we want to get that timing right, keep an eye on when, what time of year it is and what the forecast is looking like going forward Um, has a lot to do it nowadays playing more of a part also is when is your contract picker available yeah Um, definitely that that has a lot to do with the timing Uh, and then once you've got them you want to keep your crop flowing in for them because often when they disappear they've got a lot to do and it takes a long time to get them back so yep and you can manipulate those things through maybe quite cut out timing your waters and getting things happening for your picker and to be there
0: Yep, yep, no for sure. And so when we're go, going into that crop and we're sort of thinking about, you know, we might be close to defoliation, how do we sort of determine exactly when the crop should be defoliated?
1: Look, I think there's two main ways. Um, I've always been a bit of a bowl cutting person. You can't be taking a knife out there uh, and determining how mature your bowls are, and there's plenty of literature around that shows where you should aim for. Yep. Um, it's it's a good way. You can pick the bowl you want to harvest, which is important because, as you said earlier, you may not want to wait and get that very top bowl if you can't get your picker or the winter time's coming and you know it's going to turn wet. Yeah. But you may say I'm happy with that position there, and you can time your defoliation and everything to yep. come into there. So I I think cut bowl is a very good way, and of course there's nodes above crack bowl, which is a bit of a traditional way uh, to do it that you'll see in a lot of the literature. 60% open is often talked about as well. Uh, it, to me, it's an old way of doing it. The new varieties over the last 20 years have perhaps changed that a little bit, as yeah. you say, with their fruiting habits and that. But certainly cutting bowls is an excellent way of just seeing where your seed is up to within the lint. Um, it's just a matter of making sure your uh, cotyledons are full within the seed.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so when you're... Um, When you cut that bowl open, like you said, you're looking for a full cotyledon and and possibly the beginning of sort of some brown seed coating?
1: I I think that you don't need too much brown. Yep. Um, It's because, remember, by the time you put your defoliants on, it's going to take a week or so for it to work. That seed's still maturing at the same time. Uh, So you do have time up your sleeve. And I know, talking to Mike Banj, a lot of the work he's done is that... You can go reasonably early without any micronaire issues if you're going through the cut bowl method.
0: Yep, yep, for sure. And so, you know, once we determine that the crop's ready to defoliate, um, I guess the usual, uh, the most typical way of defoliating crop is using
1: chemical desiccants, I think they're called. Defoliants? Defoliants, yep. Um, Look, the main products involved in this is thiodiazerone, which is is basically there to drop leaves, uh, is what it does. The other one is Ethafon, which is primarily a bowl opener. thing to remember, both these products, they don't translocate through the plant, so what you hit is where they'll act. So there's a tendency, and the best way to do it, is to drop some leaf out uh, first with drop, and and just a small amount of Ethafon, as per the label uh, shows. That'll get the plant into the action of dropping leaf and starting to open up. Ethophon in there will also help drop any immature fruit or flowering stuff that you don't want, so it cleans it up pretty quick. That will then open up your crop and allow you to get the rest off reasonably easily if your nitrogen and water levels are right.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And there's been a little bit of talk around over the last couple of years of, you know, back well and truly before my time in the cotton industry, you know, they sort of, most crops only required maybe one to two Defoliant applications, whereas now this sort of three defoliant applications is becoming more common, and I guess that's probably a factor of, you know, we're growing these bigger, um, bigger architecture plants to hold that increased fruit load that we are seeing with some of the bigger yielding crops
1: we have today. Look, it's a good point. Remembering that you have to hit the leaf to take it off, and I think that's as we get bigger plants, more architecture, as you say. We have to hit that so water volume is very important droplet size is very important but unless we hit it we're not going to knock it off and as the other thing remember with certainly with diazeron it's temperature related so if we get later into the season it takes a higher rate and it takes longer to work yeah and is slower so it's certainly a product that is extremely temperature sensitive and once we get into the cooler winter months it's very slow if not um, inactive at all.
0: Yeah, and that's probably a good segue into you know there are a lot of other factors that affect uh, effectiveness of defoliation. Um, so you mentioned one temperature and of course there's a few
1: others water and nutrition like we talked about earlier. But certainly sunlight is important. Yep. Um, I'd never recommend anyone start defoliating if it's going to rain in the first three or four days after application. It needs sunlight their hormonal products. Uh, that's how they operate. They need the plant functioning to take them up and certainly for the thiodiazerone to form that abscission layer uh, for the leaf yep. to, to remove green. Yep. Um, sunlight, temperature, correct nitrogen water is always a good start.
0: Yep, yep. And say we do get that defoliation wrong, you know, the timing sort of combined with the applications, what, what implications could we run into um, if we do get that, balance between the timing and the effectiveness of defoliation rule? Primarily,
1: the biggest issue is delay.
0: Yep. Um,
1: One end of the spectrum, you have delay where nothing happens. If you put it on, it rains or stays cloudy for four or five days, you may find it was ineffective at all. So therefore, you're behind the eight ball there. Yep. To the other extreme, if your rates are too high and it turns out hotter than what you uh, thought it would or for what your rate allowed... You have the potential to cause leaf freezing and trash in your sample
0: yeah um, yeah
1: I always recommend if you're in doubt go lower rates um, because you can always come back but once you yep. form trash uh, you can't get that out of your sample
0: yep definitely that's <clears throat> that's a big one we saw a fair bit of trash around last year probably predominantly because of the weather we experienced during picking for sure yep. so. I guess we've sort of covered the main things around defoliation there, but if you were to sum up uh, maybe a few main considerations that growers should be thinking about now in the lead-up before sort of that final irrigation
1: and defoliation, um, what would those be? Look, I think certainly starting to time your irrigations in is very important. Uh, you'll have a bit of an idea, and I think the earlier crops are probably starting to get first open bowl in many situations. So that'll start to give you an indication of where your defoliation is going to start to come in. So start to work backwards on your water use uh, at the moment. Certainly those with moisture probes are at an advantage when they're trying to work those types of things. Unfortunately, there's nothing to do with your nitrogen now. That's pretty well done. Um, But it is to take into account for next year. The other thing to think about is as you go into defoliation, many of these crops will start to get attacked by aphids. It's just a bit of a general trend. What goes on as they start to look a bit stressed or wilted from the defoliation, at times the aphids can think that's a good time to to attack. So think about what you need to do there. Yep. Um, And particularly this year, there is is a few aphids kicking around, uh, probably a few whitefly as well, which can cause problems. Obviously, the biggest problem with both those insects is honeydew. Yeah, Uh, yeah. And that's the last thing that we want to start seeing on open cotton. So I'll take that into consideration as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. We've been quite lucky over the past couple of seasons where we haven't seen a whole lot of whitefly and, and aphids causing honeydew issues. So I think that's definitely... I think even Paul Grundy, the podcast on Cutout I did with Paul Grundy that you all would have heard, he did mention to look out for whitefly at the end of this season. So I think that's a big one as well. But... I think we've covered everything, mate.
1: Do you have anything else you'd like to...? No, look, I think it's a great time of of year, defoliation. It's uh, nothing better than seeing nice wide-open cotton out there and everyone's hard work finally coming to fruition at the end of the year. Yeah, definitely. So here's for a nice dry pick and uh, everyone has a good time.
0: 100%. 100%. Righto. Thank you for giving us
1: some of your time and joining me. Too easy. Any time, Gus.
0: Another really good episode there. Big thank you to Peter for joining me for that discussion on defoliation and how a range of different factors can impact your effectiveness of defoliation. Just because we're getting towards the end of the season doesn't mean I'll stop doing these podcasts. I've got a bunch of different runs recorded to release um, on all sorts of topics from, you know, sustainable agriculture practices, a number of disease podcasts and things like that, so... I'll definitely keep them going. Um, But if you do have any topics you'd like to hear of um, over the winter, please feel free to reach out and let me know. I'm always keen to hear a bit of feedback. But that's all from me this time. Thank you for listening.